Welcome to Life Karma. Looks like I found the right music finally again. There, there you go. Greetings, everyone. Hello. It's good to have you here. Way to stay out of trouble, everybody. Yes. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't. Maybe no. they didn't stay out of trouble. Everyone said I agreed with you too much in the last podcast. No, they didn't. They're like, why are you agreeing with Sam? You usually argue with me. I know. That's what I try and do, but, you know, like, it didn't you, work out. Have you ever seen that, like, little social media thing with Marshawn Lynch going, uh, he's describing a play, and he's like, ooh, looks like there might be trouble. And then, <laughs> ooh, it's, it's going to be trouble. And then I did this, and this is trouble. You know, ooh, it's trouble. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He's like, oh, no. Here we go. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> it's like, so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Trouble, trouble. I don't know why I agree with Sam so much. You can't, you can't agree. Well, I'm actually becoming more like you, and then it's harder, harder mm. more disagree with you is harder because you've had a huge influence well, on you do, Well, you don't believe in aliens yet. No, I do not. So I, mean, I believe in celestial aliens, like I said. <laughs> Visitations <laughs> from angels. Uh, angels are aliens, then. Then there you go. That's what I, I that's, mean. That's they have to point. be, right? That's my compromise. But okay. I mean, it says that angels came down the Bible and made babies. Does it? Yeah, with like uh, the beautiful women on earth. Does it? It does. Where it, does it say that? <laughs> I, I, understand, it, I, I understand. I know. That. I know that I know it sounds like I'm making this up, but like, conception. no, they say that's how they said giants were born. Really? Yes. That's how the giants came. That's not Greek mythology. That's not Greek mythology. It's in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament, which, whew, I mean, not everything in the Old Testament can be true. I, well, if it is, it's whack. But I mean. Well, some people think, uh, you know, the story of Job um, is a fictitious story. It's just made up as a parable. I think there's definitely fictitious stories or stories based on real events that have been embellished to teach us something. It teaches a principle. Well, for sure. I mean, like for some reason, the human brain, we either remember the really, really bad things or the really good things, or we use stories to fit a purpose. I mean, I know I do that with my children. Like I, I probably sound like I was a lot better at sports than I was. I definitely children. was better at sports than I actually was. <laughs> I actually talked way better. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think, I think we can look back at our lives, especially as parents. I think this happens a lot as parents, at least. We look back at our lives and we're like, okay, I was probably, I learned from adversity in this situation, so I need to tell my child this story. And maybe I added something, maybe I didn't, but it feels like it was true when I told them. So there's a science behind storytelling, right? So if you can tell stories with some kind of emotion, it always is easier to recall the principle you're talking about. So I have made my living and my life at, with telling stories that really teach us principles. And people tend to remember what I teach them because I usually do it in a story. So there's a lot to that. About the story of the angels coming down from heaven and mating with mortal women to create the giants of Anak. Yeah, that's I'm not true. sure if I know where that is in the biblical Well, I think sense. the next one I'm going to have to bring the You're proof. Gonna, uh, well, we can. Or it's Go probably on. just hidden in the Vatican somewhere. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's down in the archives. In, in the, I feel sorry for people who are really religious on a serious religious journey. If they listen to us, like us. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're, we're on a serious religious we journey. We are. We are, but we... We always bring up stuff that we don't I like. That's sort of random. I guess it might be offensive to somebody, well, but yeah, I don't true. think it's offensive. I mean, there's beautiful women on earth, and if angels thought they were beautiful, maybe they made some babies. I don't know. 
Okay. Okay. Sam <laughs> Sam is super uncomfortable right now. Sam can't even handle the thought no, of angelic like, beings coming down. It's yeah. like they must have been smoking a lot of that herbs or yeah, that maybe. I mean, but the here's the thing: the uh, LSD sacrament from the early days. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, here's the thing, Sam. I'll put it this way: if you're an angel <clears throat> and you saw Kim down on Earth. I, I was on Earth when I saw Kim as an. You know, Kim stick with the stick angel. with the hypothetical here. But Kim was the <laughs> angel. I was the dirtbag. No, stick with the hypothetical. Okay, if I'm an angel, I see Kim on Earth. Do you want to go down or what? Oh, obviously. Yeah, you want to go down and see how she's doing. Take her out to dinner. She's smoking hot. I want to take her out to dinner. Well, that that goes that that begs that that begs the question: Are these angels in a mortal form, in a body, or are they? You know, glorified beings with a body, or are they just sort of spirit people? And like the 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 person on Earth did a sacrament. You Obviously, know, kind they of some kind of body. They're making giants. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows that? I'd like to see the DNA of a giant versus a human. Like I don't know what the differences are. Well, we found bones of nine, of ten foot people. Well, I mean, the biblical story of Goliath. You know, he was a giant. He, he was, was a giant, but also, I mean, we found stuff. I mean. They don't openly share that stuff with us. No, because it might destroy your face. Well, here's another random thing. Have you seen, like, um, you know how they thought they found Noah's Ark? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you been seeing all the new stuff they've been doing with that? In the same place. I think it's Mountains of Ararat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely some kind of ship there. Right, some kind of ancient ship. humongous. Huge ancient ship. Because they've been doing testing, and there's chambers that will look like in, in, in wood and everything. Can you imagine if they could prove that that was Noah's ship? Well, that'd be sort of interesting. What would the effects be? For real? Uh, would, would more people believe in the Bible story or Christianity? Noah? Or would they more, I mean, because I know Noah's not singular to Christianity. Really? I don't Is think so. Isn't it in the, I mean, go oh, here I go speaking off on things I don't know 100%, but I thought it was in uh, well, it's Judaism. Judaism. Yeah, it's it's in definitely Judaism. in Judaism. I don't know if it's in the, it's not in the Quran. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyways, I, mean, I just, I was just wonder how we it know it's in Christianity. I mean, he, people that believe yeah. in the Old Testament are going to believe in, believe in Noah's Ark. It's pretty crazy stuff though. If that really was Noah's Ark. What if they found like, uh, yeah. well, the thing that strikes me about Noah's Ark is that, um, so many people were wicked that only seven souls were saved. Everybody else was killed. It's because the giants, man, the giants, huh? Yeah. They came down and corrupted everything. Did they? I don't know. It sounds good, though. It's like the God, like a good movie. So are the giants like God King Xerxes and um, Judas Priest? Who knows? Like Persian King. I heard a story, man, that was so cool. It was on a podcast. Um, some dude was talking about um, the real motive for Leonidas in the Spartan 300. The, the, the motive behind the men that he took to go defend um, uh to go defend against the fight against the Persians at Thermopylae, you know, the 300, you know, we, we all know about the 300, but most people don't understand the, what made Leonidas pick those 300. And I heard a story today. I don't know if it's accurate. I need to confirm it, but someone said that Leonidas picked those 300 based on the strength of the women. So the stronger the woman, the more likely that they they were to take the husband or some family member. Mm. And one lady in particular, Leonidas took two, took the husband and one of the sons. And no one else got two to pick. And she went to Leonidas weeping and she said, why? Why did you pick me to pick two? Why to my husband and my son, why do you take them to certain death? 
because everybody knew they were going to die. Right, right. And this is what Leonidas said to her. <laughs> because out of all the women, out of all the people in Sparta, you are the strongest among us. And if you can handle it, then everyone can handle it. Well, uh, wouldn't the opposite be true? If she can handle it, nobody can. Well, if, if she could handle that devastation, the worst of tragedies. Then losing that gives, both. It gives, losing both, and that gives hope for everybody. And she was so touched and inspired by this, she said, I have shed my last tear. And she went up. Went up. And I'm like, and, and I think when you look and when you study about Spartans and you study about the, the, the role of women, the, the greatness behind that nation was the foundation was the great women. The courage of the women, the toughness of the women, the badassery of the women. Well, the genetics sound great. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, hmm. guess where my DNA comes from? Oh, boy. Here we Sparta. go. Sparta. Yes, bad boy. Like 42%. I'm like the Grecian. Mm. There yeah, we go, so guys. I can really relate to that. So, so he is, he, Sam is kind of a giant, though. I'm large. I'm a large like, man. You're very tall. Like, but I don't think the Spartans were giants. They were just badass warriors. Yeah, but I mean, I bet they were tall. Yeah, they're. I don't picture them as being like five two. No, no, they were engineered for battle. They they sure kicked the the estimates say that the Persians had a million soldiers and they held them off for three days. Three days through a pass, right? Like through a pass, right? Yeah, it's a narrow pass. But a million against three hundred, and you know what they did? They actually they kept them from invading Sparta. They turned around. That's weird. It's crazy. They they saved Sparta. They saved Greece, all of Greece. So anyway, why not send five hundred? I don't know. Why was it 300, the number? I, again. I just, I just wonder. Yeah, I always wonder, like, hey, I need 300. Well, what's 300? Like, what's I, significant I there? I don't know. I guess it leave some guys from behind so they can fight some more. And Weird. Anyway. Well, Weird. no, because they knew if they got through, they were screwed. Oh, yeah, because everybody's screwed. Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're going to get to Sparta. Well, so that's interesting. So this is a perfect segue. And the perfect mothers. Perfect segue. Um, so I, I wanted to play this TikTok. And so, okay, turn this up. Let's play this TikTok for, for everybody, and then, and then I'm gonna get your reaction. It, it's a it's a uh, an African American man sitting around with women, some African American, some white. Okay, here we go. I'll get to the rule. I'll get to the rule. Sixty three percent of youth suicides, yeah, are from single mother homes. Ninety percent of homelessness and runaway children. From single mother homes. You can't homes. put that on the mother. 85% mm. of no. children who show behavioral disorders are from single mother homes. 80% of rapists with anger problems are from single mother homes. 71% of high school dropouts are from single mother homes. 70% of youths in operated institutions are from single mother homes. 80% of all the youths that are in prison are from single mother homes. So is how are you going to blame the woman? Well, he didn't blame like, Guys, guys, why is your immediate reaction you're blaming the woman when he's just reading a stat? Because I think <laughs> where, where this conversation was going was like, you know what, women need to behave, women need to act correctly, and then life would be sweet. Be yeah. more, there'd be more nuclear families. Mm. Like that's, you know, that's interesting because I don't go, as this is an indictment on women, Correct. I go that this is an indictment around... The, the, erosion of, the erosion of the family. Right. But and, he, the, and the real deadbeats are the men, the turds are the guys. That's exactly the way I took it. Yeah. As I'm, as I'm watching this, I'm seeing three women, like you can't, like they're into the like second or third stat. And, and you hear two of them say, you can't put that on the woman. And it's like, and then you have the other woman at the end saying, guys, guys, why do you think he's not putting this on women? He's just reading some stats. Yeah. Just statistics. But it is. shows what I took from it is 
hey, guys, can't just make babies right. and not have a commitment. No. no. Like, gonna, this is on you. Yeah, it's going to create dysfunction in society. Because the interesting thing is mom, it, it, the stat would be different if moms left after having babies as much as dads do. Yeah, so I have a theory for this. You want to know? Of course, I thought this would, I thought with the orange duffel bag and stuff like yeah. this, this would. So yeah. my, my theory is that if you're raised in a single parent household, then you don't have a model to look to, to behave as a man. And that puts you in all sorts of, that gives you all sorts of dilemmas. The men in my life growing up, um, in my immediate family, um, that were older and more responsible were not good people. And that model, now, fortunately for me, I looked at that model. I said, I don't want to do that. That's bullshit. And I looked and I just went to other people and I said, well, I want to be that way. I want to. So I had a weird initiative that sort of kept me focused on the right kind of model. But when, when you have no model to look up to, then who comes in and, and takes it? What happens is gangs come in and fill the void. Um, friends, friends, bad, you know, bad influences, mm -hmm. criminal behavior, all sorts of weird stuff fills that void and you don't have a good model. And because you don't have a good model, and 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 oftentimes these single mothers are working two or three jobs, or doing everything. I was just they gonna can. say they can't be home. They can't. They're not home, and the kids are left to raise themselves, and that's never good because you don't have any kind of balance, no kind of good psychological development. And when Kim and I were first married, we had our first kid, Bo. We made a real strong decision to for Bo, Kim to come out of the workforce and to work at home. And these days that's seen as weakness and it was the best thing that we've ever done with. And it was really hard for us because we financially, it was very difficult for us. I don't, I don't even think it's seen as uh, a weakness anymore because it, at least to me in this day and age, it is seen as an absolute certain outcome right. that both parents are going to work. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, but the, the beneficiary, the real beneficiary of that decision mm -hmm of Kim working at home instead of working outside the home was the stability and the emotional well-being of my children was the children was the children was that. And I, and I didn't have enough sense to see that or understand that I just respected her desire to work at home, work from home. What I think is interesting though, is these mothers, as they're listening to these statistics, I think it, it is so indicative of a mother to blame herself first, right? Right. So I can see their psychological warfare that's going on in their own brains that no one is creating for them in this in this little tidbit here where they're like, you can't blame that on the mothers. And it's an instant defensive mechanism that they think it's their fault when it's right. not. And so it's just a fascinating, to me, um, sociological, like soci, I don't know, so society is going a certain way where we don't believe the youth in the youth in a way like we used to, like we don't believe they need what they used to need. Right. And in this book uh, called do hard things, Steve Magnus talks about, he talks about a generation of baby boomers and how, how things culturally changed um, instead of making kids more responsible for their behavior, they were more like doted over mm. and spoiled. And then, and then there's more challenges with that demographic of young people because they were given maybe more than other people or, you know, other generations. And, and I, you know, I don't, you know, it's, he just quotes some data on that, but um, we worked really hard. So our kids are not spoiled brats. <laughs> really I don't, yeah, uh, and this has been a, a huge 
question in my mind always as a, as a father on how to balance that issue. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the hardest thing you'll ever do. Really the hardest thing you'll ever do. Um, we, we, I do need to bring up the one point that here we are talking about women and we're white men. <laughs> no, Jews. We need to be uh, awoke or aware of our ignorance and privilege. No, we don't. Okay. We I'm can just, we can just, we get to express our opinions on here. And if people don't like them, which I'm sure there are people that do not like them. Choose not to listen. That's great. I mean, like, there's a lot of things I don't agree with that I listen to. But I mean, at least I'm seeing the other side of the coin. But yeah, I mean, this is a, to me, this is the real pandemic in society in general. I mean, you go back 50 years, I think I was looking at statistics and I think it was Lyndon B. Johnson had a guy looking into this that uh, 40% of African-American women were having babies out of wedlock and it was like 10% of or 10% or 15% of white Caucasian women were having babies out of wedlock. And he's like, we got to fix this. And that's when you start to have like, uh, you know, food stamps, things that come, you know, social services come into play. But now since that time, it has more than doubled for the white woman having babies out of wedlock. And it's almost doubled for African-American women at the same time. This is not a new subject that's been talked about, but I'm looking at it, not as from a woman's point of view, I'm looking at it from a man's point of view in the sense of where is the responsibility of doing hard things? Right. From the man's perspective, I don't even right. carry at this stage. I'm thinking about this only from a man's perspective of, we have responsibilities. Right. And, and Magnus talks in this book about the real hard things. And when people talk smack, the more they have ego, the more they have gravitas, the more they raise up an ego and, and are outwardly talking about their ability, the less they have ability. Right. It's like the guy running the 40 in a four, five, five mm -hmm. instead of a four, mm -hmm. four. And the real hard work has to do with um, being consistent understanding your current reality and your current talent, understanding the circumstance. Like, so you have to look at yourself and you say, okay, this is what I'm capable of. This is what I'm not capable of. Then you have to look at the circumstance, right? And then you have to say, okay, how can I push myself? And if you don't have those three things in place, you know, you're not going to get better over time, right? And the real hard things, the really, really hard things are to get better incrementally over time mm -hmm. because, um, because you're doing that. You're, you're, you're actually paying the price to get better. And that's how big swings are made, you know, in performance and improvement, all that kind of stuff. It's just little adjustments over time. And, and um, a but lot of people but there's think consequences just, too. Yeah. But if you fake it till you make it, you'll never make it. No. <laughs> you have to come up with some kind of work. So you have to do something that makes you make it right. You fake it till you make it not going to work, but no, you, you work until you make it. Right. Exactly. You create your own luck. Exactly. So you need to be like, work it until you make it. Like, yeah. create your own luck by your routines and your, but this is, and this, your commitment, keeping yeah. commitments. Well, this goes to my overall issue, too, with society today. This is Brian Arnold's problems with society today, is that feminism has allowed men the out. They can just bail and say, okay, it's all on you, baby. On everything. On everything. Well, I've never thought about it that way. On everything. Okay. And listen, I'm all about women's rights to do everything. I have no problem with that. But I think what men have taken feminism to mean is they're out. So it, it, it allows them to give up the responsibility they have to their families and to their... To life. To just, they can just There's play. no expectations. They're just, They're just playing. It's like, 
And, and women are absolutely right. Y'all can do everything we do and more. I like, I'm not quarreling with that. But at the same time, do you want us to do something? Do you want us to do anything? Because you're kind of letting us off the hook. I see so many strong women, like you described in your story, marrying weak men. Right. I see it all the freaking time. And it's like, well, I love him. Well, yeah. What? What did you say? I love him. But he's a turd. Why do you love a turd? But (laughs) But I make enough money. And I, oh I cook the kids. You, you see this because you're a divorce yeah, attorney. Yeah, you it's see like, this all the time. It's like, wait, excuse me? Like, what you, you're just, you stay home, play video games and pick the kids up from school. That's all you're expecting from him. If roles were reversed, he's expecting a lot more from you as a stay home spouse than you are from him. Mm. Do you see, and you guys are so, I shouldn't say you guys, y'all, Feminism is so afraid, I feel like, of offending the man because it's focused on them and that they can do everything. They all left, let us off the hook. Like I, I grew up when my mom worked three jobs and she, she, she was a bright, brilliant, hardworking woman. And she had a couple of flaws that screwed her life up. And that was just she didn't pick the right partner, right? Her picker was off. And so she carried the load. And I saw that my whole life. And I was damned. I was determined I was determined not to have that happen to my family so that I, I, so I took on a lot to carry my load and Kim and I, I think are pretty equally yoked. I, I would imagine. Yeah, but, but you've accepted your roles. Right, right. Right. And it's okay to have roles. I think it is. But, but the modern day thinking is just destroying the roles of men and women. Or, or just as a partnership. Like or yeah, anything, uh, anything. It's just like feminism just kind of let us off the hook. I never thought about it that way. And it's just weird to me that you want to let us off the hook because society will be better if both of us are on the hook, the man and the woman. Right, right. Yeah. So don't let us off the freaking hook. Yeah. It doesn't give you the good outcome. No, it doesn't give you the desired outcome at all. No, it doesn't. And it's just like, you know, like, it's just like, how do you, and I, I see the same in reverse all the time. Men do everything, including take care of the kids and the woman does nothing. And you're letting her off the hook. It's the same thing. So how would you articulate this real, this idea of the real pandemic? Is it found in social norms or the thinking of people or the, 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 um, the destruction of accountability with men or like, what is it? It's, it's the destruction of accountability of humans, of humans, of humans in general. It's just, just stop that, being accountable. Just stop there. Everyone has stopped being accountable because it's my life and I'm going to live it. And if you're not along for the ride, you don't have to be. Well, guess what? There's a lot more to that than this. There's a, this world's about sacrifice. It's about stoic, you know, being stoic, being strong. And, and I mean, if you don't sacrifice for your kids, what are you going to sacrifice for? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing. I, I have a story to tell you. It's pretty interesting. I have a good neighbor here. He, he, he's between you and I. Mm-hmm. Good man, really yes. good man. I was talking to him and his wife this last week, and, and he said, you know what? We were talking about you and Kim. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> she goes, he goes, in my own ignorant way, in my own ignorant thoughts, I've created a good person list. And in my list, you're either a good person or you're not. Love it. And he goes, I watch what you guys do. And you guys are at the top of my good person list. 
<laughs> and that was yeah. pretty serious. I'm like, no, well, that was a real huge I, compliment. Me, that's a huge compliment. Yeah, huge compliment. And you know what I said? Because hmm. I said, well, do you have a shitty person list? Because I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of things they suck at. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent. Like said, we all I'm sure. And, and I said they're not mutually. And, then, and his wife said, "Well, they're not mutually exclusive, you know." And I'm like, "That's probably true." I'm like, I'm, yeah. "I'm on some people's shit list and on some people's good list, good person list." And I and I and the way I ended the conversation, I said, "You know what? If we have a good person list, um, you and your sweet wife are." Um, you guys are number one on my good person list because they are. They're just good people, man. They, they are. And you and your wife are good people. I mean, we, I mean, 100%. But here's the funny thing is like, isn't there power though in being hated for all the right reasons? Well, I guess there is. I guess, I guess uh, great leaders in history have been hated for a lot of the right reasons. Like exactly. when you think about it, Jesus was hated for the right, That's all what the I right mean. reasons. Um, like think about any leader, true great leader, maybe that oh. was, they were hated for the, Martin Luther King was hated for the right reasons. Correct. You know, John F. Kennedy, like, you know, these guys who were assassinated, they gave their lives up. Ultimately mm -hmm. they were hated for the right reason because they stood for something. That's what I mean. It's like yeah. when I find out someone hates me, I'm like, I must be doing something right. Something right. Because for someone to have such a strong emotional response as hate, you must be doing something right. Must be. I told my son Jacob this last week, I said, the worst thing you can do for any human being you work with or that you're friends with or you know is to treat them with absolute indifference. That's worse than treating them like shit. Because if you treat them with indifference, that means like they don't even matter. But do you ever have to treat someone, and I'm just thinking here, do you ever have to treat someone with indifference to wake them up? No. When I'm treating people with indifference. I guess just, tell me your definition of indifference. Give me an like example. Just pretend they don't exist. You, they're right in front of you and you just don't even acknowledge oh, well, their that's existence. Just, yeah. Okay. Then I, yeah, I take my statement back. But I'm like, I, like, I don't, tref, I don't find myself, the older I get, the less I do that because I think that in my mind, I think, well, everyone matters. Maybe that's not true, that. though, either. Okay. <laughs> in my <laughs> well, mind, no, I think it's true. I, when I think of indifference, sometimes I feel like that. Like, I, I'll admit this right now. Like, sometimes I feel like treating certain people with indifference. I just don't go to the event. Yeah. So what I do is I separate that. And I just, I, I sometimes I need to put a separation between me and people. That's not treating with indifference. That's just like, I need a break from this. It sounds like indifference. Well, I just, I call, it <laughs> I call it separation. That's my, I, I'm responsible for my own definition of terms. And I think, exactly. I just call it separation, which is different than indifference. I've had to put my family members in timeout over the years. Oh, freak out. <laughs> because they're just being complete doofuses. Well, let me ask you this then. Like, I want to go back to the spouse thing and feminism for a second. Is there something different that you would tell Hannah getting married? Than from Bo getting married. Oh hell yeah, hell to the. I've already ta I've already started the narrative. Right. So so there you go. So there is difference in the sexes. There, there is difference in how what I teach Bo and so my, my 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 main responsibility for my my boys was to teach them to be self reliant. Mm -hmm. My main responsibility for Hannah is to teach her to find the right partner and be self reliant. Like like I I, I um. So I'm boys like, can pick a wrong partner. And they and can not have as many consequences. They can recover. A woman has a harder has harder time to recover, especially if she has kids, <clears throat> because of assuming that she's a loving mother and doesn't. Well, that's because of our kids. culture, right? 
<clears throat> I mean, society in general. Right. But I'm really doubling down with Hannah on like, listen, you date who you marry and you, and you, who you hang around is who you date. So really, really be intentional about hanging around and dating people with great character and, and characters found in your ability to make and keep commitments and, and make really good decisions or admit when you're wrong and uh, make some adjustments, learn from mistakes and move forward. Would it bug you if Hannah was going to be the breadwinner money wise in a relationship? Absolutely not. It would bug me. Wouldn't bug me. I don't know why it would bug me. I'm not saying that I'm, that what I'm saying is right, but it just, well, it would bug me if, if her partner was a, a stay at home mom and if he's a lazy turd. Yeah. But if let's say she has a career and he, and he has a career, um, and she makes more money than him, it wouldn't bug me at all. <clears throat> what would bug me is if he's a turd. Why does it bug me? <laughs> is it my inherent biases? Is that why it bugs me? I'm sure your biases have something to do with it. My biases have something to do with it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. With me, it's my, my, the, what I was, I was raised around women that did all the damn work, made all the money. This is how you know it's gotten bad in society in general, is that when you're a divorced man and if you have a job, Get any chick you want, any girl you want. That's because you have you have if, money, right? If you're a divorced girl with four kids, picking slim pickings for you, beyond slim pickings. Yeah, slim pickings. You know this real time. Yeah, because and of so, the people you work with every and day, and they're beautiful women. They're right. wonderful women. They're good. And it's people. just it's just that cultural thing, right? And this is why I teach Hannah. Be very, very picky and be very, very careful. So on one time you could be hundred percent selfish, right? You just got to, that, that, that's a mistake you don't want to make that no. one right there. And more than half the people are making that mistake every year, every day. Well, that, that's a whole nother topic though, because I think there can be the right decision made, but let me put it this way. When you get married, I don't doubt it's the right decision, but how you evolve after that is what changes everything. Hmm. The, right. the effects you, the effects that society has on you as an employee or as a husband, or I'm just going to speak from the man's point of view. Um, you evolve differently. And, and cause I'm definitely not the same man I was when I got married. Hopefully you're way better. It probably depends on who you talk to, but well, talking but, to yourself. Right. So, but you evolve, mm -hmm. you change. And so I think it's not, you can't, it's hard to predict where a person will evolve to. So you have to look to those core characteristics and hope that they stay the same. Right. So what I look for in young people is I look for their ability to learn and be a lifelong learner, their humility to know when they're making, they made a mistake and to, to get better from that mistake and their character. Like, do they make and keep commitments? Are they, are they like narcissistic, selfish, crazy people? Or are they like, are they, um, do they keep their word? Do they treat people with respect? Do they work hard? Do they learn? Do they, do they spend time learning and, um, and teaching and growing and, and, and do they have enough humility to learn? Like if I can get those basic characteristics in, in play, then I'm, I'm going to be much less concerned about Sounds like you're looking for a diamond in the rough, bro. No. I'm being serious. Like, there's not many of those people. Jake's one of those people. 
Okay, all my, cha- my Cap- all my boys listen. were one of those kind Captain of persons. Captain America. Okay. I'm not Captain America. <laughs> no, well, listen, Jake is is different. Your boys are different, but I'm talking in general. And this goes back to the statistics we played at first. Yeah, that's true. Like your sons, I think it's something like 300 times more likely to graduate if uh, a bachelor's degree if you had two parents that weren't divorced. So would you say, are you telling me that the real pandemic is the is the weaknesses of men and their, um, uh, them just taking no responsibility for their lives? I think it's the weaknesses of society believing in ideas that don't exist. So you don't want to say that men are weak turds and that's part of the pandemic. It is. It is part of it because they were let off the hook. They were let off the hook by social movements and mm-hmm. and society norms mm-hmm. and culture. Yes. <laughs> if you take the greatest generation before World War II, are you telling me in the society we have today in America that we could do a draft of men to go fight oh in a world gosh, war? Oh my gosh, that would be horrific. It would never happen. No, no. Like 70% of these young men would never get through boot camp. No. And we just allow that country to come take us over. And does the, does the draft uh, equally, here's a question. Does the draft, if that was ever to happen, would they equally draft men and women? Yeah, they'd have to. If you, if you follow. Legally, the, they have to. They have to. So if they equally, if they equally draft men and women to combat forces, special forces, hand-to-hand combat people, is that equally men and women? No. There's inherently physical differences. In the Israeli army, there's a lot of women. A lot, lot of good-looking women, actually. In the uh, a lot of good-looking women, but a lot of badass women. And mm. they probably have more of a balance because every, every adult in Israel has to serve in the military. Every single person. I love that idea, age. by the I way. think it's really good. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I think it builds character and uh, country uh, pride, yeah. humility. And I think there's a lot of Israeli badass women. Oh, like, freak yes. <laughs> Like you're not, you're, you ain't going in that country and just going to find some woman no. like watching TV. Yeah. You can, you can, every woman in Israel knows how to use an AK-47. Okay. I'm going to play one more TikTok because I don't know why I'm loving all this stuff, but like these are three traits. I mean, of the most successful men, three okay. traits. Okay. This has been so great. Like it's like everything has been on my mind. Okay. Turn this up. Let's, okay, I got let's it. play this okay, and then, then we'll see if you agree or not. Okay. Here we go. I got it. The most people aren't successful is they just can't control themselves. Like that's it. It's impulse control. They did this research study that said that ultra successful people have three common traits. Number one is they have a superiority complex. They think they're better than everybody. They think they can do bigger things. Second, they have crippling insecurity of not being enough. That one hits me. And then the third one is impulse control. So it's they know where they want to go. They have a way drive to not be a failure and they stay focused on it because of impulse control. I guarantee you if you delayed your ass. That's that's really fascinating. I, I read this book. Um, I can't remember. I mean, I'm reading so many books, but it cited research that says the more you think you're right, that you're absolutely convinced you're right. The more you convince you, the more you think you're right, mm-hmm. like completely right. Mm-hmm. The great, much higher magnitude, the much higher, um, the much higher probability of you being wrong. I know. <laughs> the more you think you're right, the higher probability you have of being wrong. Yeah, and but he was saying it's a superiority complex. Right. Right. So it couldn't even be. That you're right. It's just like, I am who I am. Right. I right. am the giant right. that's made from an angel. Right. 
And it's like that one. guy at the beginning of our podcast that said, I, I can run a, like, I'm, I'm like Tyreek Hill. I can run a 4-4. Yeah. And he runs a 5-5. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. he's, he's, he's completely crushed because his reality is like, you're a turd. Because like, linemen can run faster than that in the NFL. Oh, my gosh. They can cook. It, <laughs> so I'm like, but it goes back to this. People, men puff up themselves, mm-hmm. right? And the more they puff up themselves, the more you need to be suspicious because the That's more correct. they ain't worth a damn thing. That's they're right. just turds. They're just, they're just peacocking. They're just completely. Every guy that I know has a lot of money never tells me he has a lot of money. Right. Sort of like that guy that says, I played college football. <laughs> I was totally peacocking the first time we met. I brought, it up before, I, I brought it up before you did because I knew it was the next uh, thing. I wasn't going to say it. Though. Like, totally I, thought it I thought it like 10 times during the podcast, yeah, but I wasn't sure. going to bring it up. But here's the other thing I love that he said is impulse control. These men have impulse control. There is no more impulse control in this no, society. right? And, and whether that's cell phones, whatever you want to blame it on. There is no impulse control anymore because we want it now. Right. And we can get it now. So why not take it now? Right. So I would say that the lack of impulse for control is because of a lack of discipline generally. Because discipline is, you know, totally um, uh, controlling your behavior so you get the desired outcome. Right. Mm-hmm. And impulse control is exactly the opposite of that. That's just doing whatever you want because of some whimsical. Well, once you, you and I think mind. once you realize these impulses, I don't even know where the frick they come from. They just come, right? Like when I'm craving sugar, I don't know why that comes. It just comes. So because some of, of our diet imp- drinks. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> scientist. Listen, <laughs> the thoughts of impulses, if you really look back and you just like take a wider view of some self-awareness here, the impulses do have to be controlled and it's killing society that they're not it goes right back into everything we've been talking yeah. about well when you when you lose control of your impulses what happens is you become addicted to your impulse to the to the chemistry in your body that it produces this is how people get addicted to um they they uh, they feel pressure they have an impulse to go get slobber knocked and get drunk and then they just keep doing that and then next thing you know they're an alcoholic or or let's say they turn to pornography or other kinds of things that have just like um they turn on these switches and and they they do it so often because of impulse that they can't they they start they start losing control mm-hmm. and it controls them instead of them controlling it but they so don't believe that. the impulse controls them instead of them controlling but they don't believe that well because how many times you hear this is me this is who I am. Yeah. Well, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> so this is who you are. And this is a me. Oh this is what gosh. happened to that guy that runs a four, thinks he can run a four, four Jeez. and runs a four or five. Like, are you fast now? Are you Tyreek Hill now? Are you can, no, you, you dumbass. You're, you're, you're a turd. <laughs> like, you know, you talk shit, but you can't, you can't deliver it. You know, you can't. Where's you your know, watch? It's upstairs. Cause I was going to the gym. It's the first time you've seen me without yeah, my rolling. I've never seen you without it. Yeah, I don't wear that. I know I take it off when I go to the gym. Uh, well, that was worrisome for a second. Yeah, you thought it, something happened to him. Yeah, I was like, who stole it? No, Bo did. Bo stole yeah, it. I knew it. <laughs> no, he didn't steal it. But. Man, I just like, well, listen, we got course correction will happen once people realize, truly realize what has happened. Yeah. I like, I like what you said earlier in a conversation before we started the podcast. You know, we're swinging left. And the, the problem is everybody wants to string now to the complete right. And there needs to be a course correction back to the center. 
That's has to be. And, um, and I think that will cure the pandemic, <laughs> this kind yeah. of real pandemic of, um, you know, just doing what you want to do, you know, um, not being accountable, not having discipline, just be a, be a, uh, be completely, um, driven by your urges and emotions. Yep. Uh, Cause that yeah, impulse, your impulses. And, um, that, that, that's, um, animals can't do that. No, animal you, animals no. can't go past their impulse. No, right? and as soon as we here's the other thing that's funny, as soon as we put in this title the word pandemic, or as soon as they start scanning this, they're going to think that we're talking about COVID nineteen, and they're going to who knows? Do you think we're going to get it posted? I mean, who if I, I, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll post it with this title of the real pandemic to see if it I even think, gets. Posted. What about? I think we should put the the, the impulse. No, the pandemic. Uh, the true pandemic of impulses. No impulse. I'm going to call it um, the real disease is no impulse control. Well, it's, got, it's probably got to be shorter. Yeah, it's way too long. The pandemic of impulse. Ooh. The pandemic of impulse. Um, or would it be impulses? I don't know. Sam will figure it I'll out. I'll figure it out. But. I'll have the real impulse, the real it's pandemic is how we allow our crowd to listen, like how we come up with our titles. <laughs> Why not? Well, that's right. Well, is, we've come to the end of our yeah, little time together. And we hope probably we, hope to, we uh, made you guys hate us more or agree with us more. Yeah. As always with life karma, we want you to join the conversation and talk about differences and yeah. And just have a conversation without being all like puffy, puffy. Karen. Like without being well, me and Sam aren't always right. I mean, I'm always right. I mean, Sam's right, not sure. always right, but no, yeah, you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Have a great week, you guys. Stay out of trouble. Don't get arrested. Right. Later. Later. I'm out. Life karma out. <laughs>